Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. The hit a big scratcher from the Virginia Lottery could be a big hit for you. The game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. Virginia Lottery Scratchers. Everyday wins. Visit a lottery retailer near you. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. Hey, everybody. I was thinking about um, two documentaries I watched over the last couple days. One was The Last Dance, which is the Michael Jordan documentary about the last um, the last season of the Bulls championship when they had the second three-peat. I want to say it was 97, 98. And the other one I watched was, I forget the name of it, but it was about the uh, music producer David Foster. And... Uh, I didn't know that David Foster had produced or written or had some part of so many uh, classic songs. Like, I think they said he had 47 Grammy nominations. He had 16 wins, and he said he sold half a billion, 500 million records with the songs that he had written and stuff. And he said by the time he was 13 that he was out-earning his father. And I'm like, that is crazy. And just the story of Michael Jordan and how he was talking about... It was a lot of different interviews and how different people were talking about how he was as a player and how they believed he was, you know, as a person and what he was like during practices and during all those times. Um, The things that kind of stood out to me about the Michael Jordan documentary was that prior to this... There was always uh, talk that he was kind of like a dictator or a tyrant in practices or real brutal on people and stuff like that. So it wasn't kind of it wasn't new to hear about that information, even from him, because you had you had been hearing it. If you had been around at that time, you'd been hearing rumors and stuff. And then the book about the Jordan rules about, you know, gambling and just being uh, like a jerk to, to people around him and stuff. And. That's not a new theory for people who are great to be um, jerky, you know. It's not a new thing to 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 be to be uh, difficult. I guess would be another way to say it. Um, I think that that greatness does have, and even Michael Jordan said, "I said I think that success and greatness and being a leader, all of those things have a cost," and it all depends on what you're willing to pay. Um, I think it was interesting. They were talking about in a piece of the documentary about it was a, a black politician who was running against Jesse Helms in North Carolina, North Carolina being the home state of Michael Jordan and how people kind of assumed that he would be uh, publicly in support of the black senator who are the, the, uh, the black person who was attempting to run for, for Senate against Jesse Helms, given the track record of Jesse Helms in regard to uh, just things in the state of North Carolina, but his views in general were uh, counterproductive and racist at the very least. Uh, So, and I don't know, it was never kind of confirmed if he said it, or it was never kind of, he never confirmed it rather, but it, it didn't seem, you know, it was... 
it was a widely believed and possible, possibly true rumor that he said in regard to uh, why he didn't speak out that, you know, re Republicans buy shoes, too, in, in regard to Republicans buy Jordans, too. So I guess, you know, from that statement, one could infer that he was speaking, that he wouldn't speak out because his his financial bottom line would be more important than his uh, social stand, his social uh social justice or even even better his financial standing would be more important than uh his culture basically to to kind of sum it all up what he what he stands for culturally what he stands for as a member of the black community and even as a member of that specific black community um that again that wasn't anything that hadn't been said about Michael Jordan over the years and even in the comparisons with him and LeBron James, people often said if you want to win, you know, a game, if you want to win in the finals, you go with Michael Jordan. But if you want to go with a, a better all-around person, a human being, a better person for your society, you go with LeBron James. So I don't know if that, I don't know how you, I guess it depends on what you're, what you're shooting for, if that's a compliment or if that's an insult. I don't know. For me... In my life, at you know my <laughs> limited amount of success, I think that my character is a bit more important than my financial status because uh, money comes and goes kind of kind of quickly. But I think that your character, once you you've been deemed a certain type of person, I don't think that goes away as quickly. I don't think that that comes back as quickly if it's damaged. So I think that in as much as I try to be a better person every day, you try to make sure that your character is solid. You know, you try to make those repairs on your character. So that if, if there are flaws out there, if there are um, things that you've done that, that are detrimental, that are offensive, that you try to, to rectify those to make sure that your character is intact. Because at the end of the end of the day, that's pretty much all we have. We have your character and um, what Michael Jordan said in regard to those comments, he said that I'll my game was better than, you know, any of that stuff. He said he he his game had set the standard and it was, it was true because as long as he and that's the same with anything, as long as he still played good, people were willing to forgive and overlook. And to his point, if he played good, he would have the opportunity to to change those those mindsets and to change those views and to change those hearts in addition to playing well. So just just a very interesting documentary. Um a lot of comments, you know, on the internet about it and stuff. I the part that kinda that resonates with me and why I was thinking about it this morning was um he was talking about, you know, himself being a tyrant and being hard and being you know pushing people that didn't want to be pushed and uh dragging people along that didn't want to be dragged along because his goal was to win 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 and winning is awesome and it the, the part that got me about that was that while he was talking about that he said if you don't want to if you don't want to do it that way if you don't want to win that way if you don't want to go that way then don't do it. But as he was saying, he was tearing, as he was saying it, he was tearing up and crying. And I don't, and I think that, I mean, 
my and this is just my opinion this is probably nowhere near what michael was thinking because again to have that 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 killer instinct in regard to competition i've i'm competitive but i don't want to i don't want to win at all costs and you know i don't want to destroy the people around me quote unquote destroy the people around me or insult them or get into physical fight i don't want to i don't want that but i've never been at that level of competition so i can't say that that my views are going to be anywhere near where his was but my thoughts on that was as he got older and as men do get older you you kind of think about you know does the ends justify the means now of course he would want to win you know all the championships he could and be the best at everything he did because they said that throughout his life that's what he strove for that that uh the goal of excellence and i don't think there's anything wrong with that at all um i think that as you get older you realize that sometimes the ends doesn't justify the means the goal that you want doesn't justify how you treat the people around you to get there and i think that my opinion watching that and that's what my thought was when I saw him beginning to tear up about that is that he maybe he felt that he had no other option to get the goal that he wanted than to be that person although now at his later age he understands and realizes that he that's not a good person to be I don't think he would be that person well I don't know I don't know him I, I would imagine he, he couldn't be that person now to to have that that amount of killer instinct now i think he would still be competitive and still is competitive but just the the way he went about it i think he would change those things as an older man now so that was it was very interesting watching that documentary and the david foster one it was so it was inspiring for me who who was a person who does music nowhere near that level at all nowhere near but who does music and who has a love for music and a love for a lot of the songs that he created and would I would love to be able to write songs for for awesome people or produce songs for awesome people or make these fantastic songs and you know people resonate to them I would love that and it's always interesting to me when I consider great people like like David Foster how and I think about this in regard to my goals in my life they always have some some level of success usually it's early some level of success like I said earlier he said that at the age of 13 he was out earning his father so I think that that's huge success very early on and for me whenever I do my evaluations which is kind of regularly regularly on my life I think about what are some of the areas in my life early on that I've had success with and I kind of try to do I still like doing those things can I still push into those things how big was the success you know and for me my successes weren't gigantic but is there were some that that gave me joy and some that uh taught me lessons and you know things like that but with with the David Foster thing he uh he said early on he and a couple guys he knew had a dream of uh making it big as rock and roll singers and they went to uh to London and you know stayed out there for a little bit and after a couple of months it wasn't going good so a lot of the guys went home and he said that I'm out here to make it. So he ended up staying in London, he said, for, I want to say, a little bit over a year. And he finally had to come home. And he said he got a, got a, um, got a $60 plane ticket from his parents to come home. You know, that, that's crazy. $60 to come from London back to, I want to say, 
I want to say he was living, where was he living? I, I don't know where he was living, but $60 from London back to the U.S. is still a, a great price. And he said he came back and he still kept working and just just taking different opportunities, taking, you know, all the chances that he could. And why that was interesting to me is because in regard to drumming, before I had, you know, kids and stuff, I would take any and every opportunity for to to play drums anywhere because I knew that even if it wasn't a, a good gig or if it didn't pay anything or if it didn't pay a lot, I knew that I would gain experience out of it. And if the people were cool and I thought I could gain something from it, I could get the, you know, get the repetitions in with playing, I would do it. I would practice, you know, hard and go and play, play at these different events, one day events or, you know, whatever. And I think that we hope that those things would work out if it's the things that you love. And I think that what what kind of further stood out in regard to the David Foster thing was he said that uh, uh, two things. His father, once he discovered that his son, you know, had a had a, a knack for music, he said that he had perfect pitch, which is awesome. And his uh, his father noticed that and he took his life savings, he said, which was seventeen hundred dollars at that time. And he bought his son a piano and uh, a monitor. And I think that that does I think that pushes you leaps and bounds ahead when you have people who support you, especially people who are that close to you, who can push you forward and who can say, you know, go and take a chance and encourage you to to try. Um, I think the other thing that that stood out to me in regard to David Foster and his relationship with his father was he said one time he came back and he was uh, he he wasn't 18 yet but he was um like a still still a teenager and he said he got back from someplace at like five in the morning and he said that he spoke to his father and his father was up and his father the only thing his father asked him was so you really like doing this music thing and he's like yeah i really do he said do you think you'll be any good at it he said yeah i think i could be really good at it and he said his father was like oh okay and he went to sleep. And I think that that's that's one of the really, really cool things I think about about being a father is that it's a different energy than what you would get from your mother. And not that your mother would discourage you, but she would have a different approach to it. She would be concerned about you. And oftentimes I think that, um, you know, moms tend to err on the side of caution, which can kind of not appear as support depending on who you are as an individual now i know that moms are the, the the greatest champion of people who are the underachievers and the people who try and don't succeed but i think sometimes having a having a a dad to say well give it a shot man you never know i think it's it's encouragement and i think that i i try to offer that to my son and the things that he tries to do just that that uh, unbiased encouragement or un unbridled opinion of what I think about this person as an individual and what we can do to help help him reach those goals. So, two two really really awesome uh, documentaries, both on Netflix that I watched, The Last Dance and the one about David Foster, and it inspired me musically. The David Foster one, like I said, even though he's had monumental 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 success. Uh, by by the age that I am in my life and you know but everybody's different everybody has a different path so just really cool you can check them out if you want to I think you should they're pretty awesome and those were my thoughts for today
The hit a big scratcher from the Virginia Lottery could be a big hit for you. The game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. Virginia Lottery Scratchers. Every day wins. Visit a lottery retailer near you. For odds and more information, visit valottery.com.